digital marketing. What comes to mind when you hear that term digital marketing? You know, digital marketing is all the buzz these days, and it can be a very powerful tool when used correctly. And in this episode, we're going to be talking to you all about the ABCs on how to properly scale your business and grow your brand with digital marketing with our expert, Sonder Schroeder. This is going to be a great episode if you're really ready to go to the next level with your brand and your business by leveraging digital marketing. We all need to understand it. We all need to use it because it is a great tool that can help us get to the destination we want to go. This is going to be a great episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast with Marquis Brayton. So excited that you're with me again this week. And I know you probably get tired of me always saying so excited, but I am. I'm very excited to have you to listen to this podcast each and every Wednesday. We have a brand new episode or sometimes I do rewind episodes on Wednesdays, but I'm always wanting to get you the latest and the best content possible to help you to leverage and maximize your personal brand so that you can create a lifestyle business that cre- uh, produces the life that you crave and, and you can do the work that you love. And I'm always, always trying to find some of the best guests to talk about topics that really help you to enhance your personal brand, really learn how to build a business online and just really help you to learn this digital space because this is where we are. This is where we live. This is where we reside. And so I have a very special guest for you this week by the name of Sonder Schroeder. Sonder (laughs) Schroeder. I think I said that correct. But Sonder's is a digital marketer. He's someone who really is intentional about helping individuals to leverage digital marketing for their businesses so that they can create profitable businesses. He's been able to personally grow half a dozen businesses and has helped grow thousands of other businesses by creating digital marketing strategies and help scale two digital marketing agencies. He's created and executed digital marketing strategies for Fortune 100 companies to Fortune 500 startups to Inc. startups, including Adobe, uh, Scott's miracle Grow, Citrix, Dell, ESPN, you name it. He has worked with them. He has an incredible wife and two amazing children. He's motivated to buy growth momentum and winning and also learning to surrender, embracing the now and enjoying the journey. I like that sentence. And so without prolonging his introduction, let's go ahead and bring Sonder into the room. What's going on, Sonder? Thanks for joining me for the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Excited to chat more. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I always give a brief introduction based on what one's assistant or you may send, but I always like an opportunity for you to kind of introduce yourself in your own words and share a little bit more about yourself that we otherwise wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, to start, I definitely have a tongue twister name. So I think that's that's one thing. And then, yeah, I've been in the digital marketing uh, industry for about 12 years now. So I started my own e-commerce company about 12 years ago, and that's kind of what got me started in digital marketing. Uh, back then, Instagram was was fairly new. Facebook, you know, had had caught some traction, um, but it was definitely very new to be working with influencers and things like that. And that's kind of where a lot of my first breaks came from. And then uh, ended up joining a digital marketing agency and helped scale and grow that. And then, you know, I've had a great journey in between there being the CMO at an e-commerce company. And now I'm the CMO at another digital marketing agency called Disruptive Advertising. So yeah, I love, love digital marketing, love, um, just data and seeing growth and and all those those fun things. Nice, and I, I like the name of of that company. So we'll talk about disrupting uh, here in a few. <laughs> but one of the things I was sharing with you before we hopped on the podcast was that you know I think sometimes people really don't fully understand what digital marketing is and how that really can impact their businesses. So can you explain a little bit more? Uh, what really is digital marketing? Yeah, I, I think just to simplify it, because I think when people hear digital marketing, it means you need to do all these things from email marketing to, you know, Facebook ads to Facebook lives, you know, whatever it may be. I think honestly, it's just marketing online and hopefully growing yourself online. And so that could be, you know, as easy as being on TikTok, right? That's considered a form of digital marketing and giving some tips and tricks there to, you know, maybe that is on Facebook and that's where your audience is and going live on Facebook and doing similar things. Or maybe that's just tweeting, you know, on Twitter and just sharing your message there. I think there's lots of forms of digital marketing and really just growing your brand or your business online. Right, right. And so for our theme today, just in case I did not mention it at the very beginning, our theme today is the ABCs on how to properly scale your business leveraging digital marketing, the ABCs on how to properly scale your business, leveraging digital marketing. And, you know, when we get into this space, a lot of people can sometimes be confused on, you know, well, how do you make money? How do you create a profitable business? How is just posting on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn? How is that really helping to grow your business, especially if you are maybe a brick and mortar or um, a business that or traditionally wasn't using or leveraging a lot of digital, uh, especially on social media channels. How do people really begin to learn the concept behind growing and scaling and creating a, a profitable business just through digital marketing? Yeah. I mean, if we look at the evolution of marketing, um, you know, initially a lot of marketing was done through newspaper, through print, through billboards, flyers. Um, and more or less, we're, we're just doing the same thing, but digitally. So, you know, our, our flyers now live on Facebook. Um, our, our billboards also live on Facebook and Google. Um, and so really, I mean, just like marketing in the past, we're just really trying to get in front of our audience with the right offer and the thing that will 
you know, hopefully get them to come to your store or to your website or, you know, whatever that may be. And so, you know, I think, I think that's how I would, would answer that. Yeah. So when it comes to digital marketing and audience, it's so important, right, to know your audience because you don't want to be, you know, targeting someone who really is, doesn't find value in what you provide. So can you talk a little bit about why, why is it important to really know your audience before you come up with your digital marketing strategy? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll answer that question with a story. Um, so, so I was brought in to run a sister company of this, you know, bigger e-commerce store. They decided to go through a rebrand because they wanted to make their website feel more premium. Um, you know, I think, you know, I would maybe compare it to feeling more like Target initially and wanting to brand more to be like a Nordstrom. Um, so, you know, they're not, they're not going, you know, full, you know, echelon there, but, you know, but a big step. And they went through this beautiful redesign, you know, did all these amazing things. They went on, you can go onto these websites and have people compare your website to your competitors' websites. And, you know, all the feedback was great. Everyone was loving it. Um, they end up launching the website and this new rebrand and killed 80% of revenue coming in from day one. And, And so, so the biggest learning from that was during that whole process, they never talked to one customer. Mm -hmm. So they talked to everyone else, but their customer. Um, and so everyone, you know, the, the company I then went and worked for was this company, um, was more of like a daily deal type website. So it was people looking for discounts. So all of a sudden this premium brand felt like all of a sudden they were paying more for products versus getting them for a discount. And so for me, that was a huge learning early on in my career. Um, you know, the first thing I did when I came in to try to help rescue, um, this, this rebrand was I talked to the top 20 customers and got on the phone call and offered them, you know, gift cards and things for their time to do that. But I think that's so valuable is, and that's, you know, I think we see a lot when it's, you know, a brick and mortar store, they're, they're engaging with their customers, they're understanding their needs. And I feel like that's one thing that has been lost in digital is, is people don't really engage and interact with their customers as much. And so I think that's highly important is understanding who your customer is, because that is the ideal audience you want to be going after. So that's, you know, a good segue into if we are to really still engage with our clients and customers, uh, even though we have moved towards more of a digital, what are some tips that you can give us on? Well, how do we keep them engaged? How do we engage uh, even if we're not in person, but leveraging digital? Yeah. You know, I think email marketing is a great way to do that. Um, you mean people text. still check emails? <laughs> I mean, how often do you check your email today, right, Mark? Right, right. You know, I think, yeah, I think it's funny. It's like every year it's like email marketing is dying. Yeah. And I mean, still to this day for most businesses, it's like their most profitable channel. And yeah. so, you know, I think, yeah, email marketing is great. I think text message marketing is also great. I, I feel like if you're going to do SMS, though, or text message uh, marketing, leveraging more of a VIP experience for mm-hmm. that is a lot better um, because then it doesn't feel as spammy. And that's where you're calling them your VIPs. You're probably, you know, 
once a quarter sending them like a 20% off code, like really treating them like your VIP customers. And so I think that's a great way. Um, obviously, social media is another great way of, of just posting organically and and really focusing on on value there. Everyone wants to post their products or their messaging um, where, you know, it's, I think it's a lot better just to post like value. And, you know, if you're a, a swimsuit company showing, you know, how, how to wear a proper swimsuit or cover up or tips to go to the beach or whatever it may be, you know? And so I think just, just keeping that in mind of, of not just like spamming your customers with your products or services, but really, right. you know, putting some value in there and that should be probably 60% of your message. So, you know, I think for me, that's always a great way to be able to connect with customers. Yeah. And I think that, you know, bringing back up the email marketing piece, it's it's crazy how the what's considered the most antiquated way to build a business is still the most profitable way for many businesses on that are online and many online coaches, consultants. That is how they mainly uh, come across the their primary revenue. So yeah. email is still alive. Email probably is not going anywhere. However, you know, text messaging kind of can give that immediate uh, hit because uh, a lot of times people, you know, get a lot of emails. I get a lot of emails throughout the day. Yeah. I even go through my emails and try to unsubscribe to as many <laughs> yeah. things as I possibly can so I can stop getting as many emails. But typically, if I get a text message, I'm looking at that uh, immediately, usually. Yeah. So, you know, just identifying which works for you best for your business um, is good. If not, you're implementing both. Yep. Yep, totally agree. And and I would just echo again, just that value piece, you know, especially if it's a personal brand, like, you know, lead, lead with the value at the top and then, you know, and then bring the offer in later. Cause I think that's, that's what makes you sticky. That's what makes you like real. Um, and I think people honestly like respect you. So that's good. That's good. So as how do we determine what platforms we need to be on based on the type of business that we have? I mean, the, the lazy answer is test them all and see what happens. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's essentially what digital marketing is. We we like to share um, this diagram, but it's it's showing these people holding all of these failures and building, you know, these steps and putting the failures down mm -hmm. to then get to the goal of like success um, and results. And I think that's, that's oftentimes what marketing is, is testing and failing a lot. And then, you know, essentially finding your niche and your audience that works. Um, and so, you know, I, I think, I think it's great to start on channels that require less investment. And so that's where, you know, email is a great channel because usually it's free for your first 10,000 emails. Yeah. Um, and so that's great. I think working with other influencers or coaches um, and collaborating that way is just a great way to build your audience. And there's probably some great cross collaboration that way. So I think, you know, leverage as many of these more free channels um, as you can. And then I think once, once you start to build up from there, then it's great to start dabbling more into paid ads and other things. That's good. Now, how much of that digital marketing needs to be in partnership with traditional? Do we altogether leave traditional alone or do we kind of co-mingle the two? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you definitely co-mingle. Um, you know, still to this day, our, our top um, customers are ones that come from employee referrals and client referrals. And so, 
You know, I think that would be, yeah, exactly. And so I think that's always going to be your most profitable channel. Now, you know, I, I don't know personally if I were just getting started in marketing, if I would be like plastering billboards, you know, all over the place, I, I probably wouldn't jump to that. That now for us anyways, is kind of one of the, the last channels we've gotten to. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I still think if you're a mom and pop shop or a brick and mortar store, like a billboard's probably great for you. And, you know, people can see your messaging immediately and then drive right to your store. So I think I think there's for sure use cases. I mean, billboards still exist, so they're obviously still working. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think honestly, just finding that the right mix is is very important. So you brought up ads and you can't talk about digital marketing, I don't think, without talking about ads. You got Facebook ads, you got Google ads, you got LinkedIn ads, you got ads that really kind of help to get in front of your ideal audience. What should a business be considering when wanting to implement ads to their overall strategy? Yeah, I would I would say so back to one of the original points, the the most important thing is really understanding and knowing who your customer is. Um, so I would I would say once you've identified that, once you have, you know, paying customers, clients, um, whatever that may be, then that's that's probably when I would start dabbling more into ads. Um, you know, Facebook does a great job with the bigger list you have. You can upload to Facebook and create a lookalike audience, which essentially mimics, you know, your customers, interests, everything like that. And Facebook helps find you similar people. Um, and so that's a great, a great way to do that. Google has a similar feature. Um, you know, Pinterest does as well. And so really, really, I think once you have your audience and your budget, um, and you have like a budget that you can probably be investing like $500 a month into ads is probably when I would, I would start advertising. Um, you can obviously start below that, but, um, it it tends to not work as well. And then, yeah. And then from there, hopefully you can scale and grow, um, your clientele, your customers, um, and go from $500 a month to $500,000 a month eventually, or, or whatever that might be. So those are probably the two things though I would start with. Yeah, those ad budgets can really get get up there, but there have been some people I know who get great benefit from from running those ads. Yeah, and, so, I, and maybe, maybe I could share, let me, is it okay if I share a story? Sure, go ahead. Yeah. So my, my wife is in, in coaching and and she's built up a pretty good audience that way um, in training and coaching. And you know what, what I did for her right out of the gate was I created a landing page for her just using a simple tool like Unbounce. You can use Squarespace or um, ClickFunnels or whatever to make a a pretty simple landing page. And then, um, you know, I just, I went on to Google and for her, she was looking for distributors for her business. And so I just typed in the company name and distributors and just started, you know, more or less like ranking at the top of Google for that search phrase. And, you know, we were able to drive her new clients for about $5 per client. And we were, we were spending like 50 cents a click. And so we started pretty small, you know, just spending like $500 a month. And then, you know, at the height of it, we were easily spending like a hundred grand a month. And so, you know, and that, that was probably after like a year of doing it. And so 
I know it seems like daunting to go from like, you know, 500 grand or sorry, $500 a month to $100,000 in a month, but it's very doable. Um, just, just scaling effectively. Now go back. You said that you created a landing page and how did you begin to start ranking? So we just use Google AdWords. Okay. And so, and so I just put in the, the keywords that I wanted to more or less show up at the top of Google. No one else was doing this. And so it was a very, um, you know, a very low cost opportunity so that you can simply just type in, you know, for this, it was her business distributor and, you know, no one was paying for ads there. So you could do a similar search. Um, so maybe it's coaching for a specific industry or something like that, you know, and, and you can see in your local area if anyone's paying for ads there. And then you can easily go in and just put that in and start bidding. Um, and then, you know, obviously it would take people to our landing page that talked about the benefits and why why you should sign up with her and, and different things. But yeah, it was, I, I created that, you know, in 24 hours. Now I do obviously have a lot of experience, um, but there's, I mean, if you can use Google, you can, you can figure all this out pretty, pretty easy, which everyone I know can use Google. So. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's interesting that you said you created her landing page and you began to use certain, um, AdWords to help to drive traffic, which leads me to this next question, because I got a call last week personally asking me about, you know, how do I start ranking in Google and how do people find me um, if all I have is a Facebook and an Instagram page? And so what would mm. you say to the business that has oh, no man. website, no landing page, and they're just using Facebook, Instagram or what I like to call these embassies to run their business. Yeah, I like that. That's a great, that's a great analogy. Um, I, I would say create a website. I mean, I, I don't have any partnership or they're not a client, but like Squarespace is a simple way and they walk you through step-by-step step how to do everything. And you can design honestly a beautiful website right. that, you know, is very like drag and drop. And, and there's other tools out there as well. Um, they're, they're just great at helping get everything set up. So, you know, you could still rank theoretically um, from Facebook and Instagram and show up. It's just going to be a lot more difficult. Um, Google tends to, unless someone's searching for your, you know, direct name, then, then for sure you'll show up. Um, but, you know, a website tends to be a better experience and you can tend to show the content. Because if you go to a, a Facebook group or page you know it's all of your content you mm -hmm. i mean you can pin some things at the top right but it's not not really providing the best experience same with instagram and so you know i, I think there's some great tools out there right now wix is another one that you know i think any of those are great to just get a website and i think you can pay them maybe like 10 bucks a month to host it so it's a pretty low cost as well so good so good Hey, just popping in real quick to say two things. Thank you for listening to the Maximize Your Brand podcast each and every week. And number two, I want to let you know that I am offering a brand new program called Laser Coaching with Markeith Brayton. I know you have dreams. I know you have aspirations and things that you want to do. And sometimes you just need a little bit of accountability to get you moving in the direction that you desire to go in. I can remember back in 2014, when I first got laid off my job, I had a decision to make. 
Was I going to pursue my dream or was I going to go back to the nine to five rat race that I just did not enjoy? And the only thing that really helped me to make that decision was that I invested in myself and got coaching. And that coaching was tremendous in my making the decision to keep going and pursuing my entrepreneurial dream of becoming a professional speaker and a digital personal brand coach. And today, I want to make that same offered opportunity to you, that if you're ready to move to your next level, if you're ready to learn how to leverage your personal brand for a business, then this opportunity is great for you. Laser Coaching with Markeith Braden. It's a three-month time frame where you get up to 15 to 30 minutes unlimited laser coaching. But there is one caveat. You have to make sure that you finish the homework from each coaching session before you schedule a new one. And once again, it is for a 90-day time frame and it's unlimited coaching, 15 to 30 minutes. You can schedule as many as you want as long as you do your homework in between the sessions before you schedule your next session. So if you are interested in laser coaching and this offer, I want you to go to markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching. And let's move you in the direction that you want to move in because sometimes you just need a little bit of accountability to help you along the way. I look forward to seeing you signing up for Laser Coaching with Marquis Brady. Let me tell you, I wasn't intending for him to kind of give some of these valuable nuggets, but he's given them to you and hopefully you are taking notes today. So my next question is, and I was pulling it up a few minutes ago because I want to make sure that we cover some of these. So how can a business effectively scale is digital marketing efforts from to the business that you know may not really have started leveraging it more to the business that is currently doing it but they want to move to that next level how can they effectively scale their digital marketing efforts yeah great question you know i think when it comes to when it comes to more of the paid social um or any paid channels i mean you you kind of at least google google's the easiest to scale because you just crank your budget up as much as you're willing to spend. Mm-hmm. And and you tend to get similar results until there's other competitors that start bidding on those those keywords. Okay. Um, and so that once that starts to happen, then there's lots of different ways to optimize or make, you know, your um, your brand show up higher. And so we we have a lot of those on our blog and there's other great resources out there as well that you can you can see um, how to do that. And then you know, Facebook and other paid social channels tend to be a little bit harder. You tend to hit diminishing returns or when you're spending more, it's not actually driving more results mm-hmm. um, just because you have to be updating your creative. So your videos, your static ads. Um, and then, you know, I think the same with just like organic posting. For most brands, you're not going to see a lift if you're posting once a day versus five times per day right? Like you kind of just need to start finding the sweet spots and where that's driving traffic. And, and, you know, I, I think, I think early on in the business, it's great to just focus on quantity and kind of take that shotgun approach. 
um, and just see what starts sticking and working. But then I think you kind of have to get back to that sniper mentality and just focus on, you know, the things, the things that are actually working within each of those channels. And Mm -hmm. so just really getting back to that quality, like, okay, we now know based on our quantity efforts that this, this, and this works. Now let's really focus on the quality of these aspects. And I think that's, you know, the most efficient way to actually scale. And I know we kind of hit on it a little bit, but where should a new business start if they've not really done any digital marketing for their business? So I I will say Google ads tend to be one of the better channels um, just because it's very, when we we look at like a, a marketing or a business funnel or customer journey, um, Google, you know, people are going in and searching for something they have high intent. Um, so, you know, whether that's looking for some Jordan fours or something, right. You just go, go right into Google, you type it in and then it pulls up go and all the other sneaker apps or whatever. Right. And so I, I think that's Google is great just because it's very, very high intent people ready to make a decision usually then. Um, and so, you know, I always say Google's a, a great channel to start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the right answer, like we said before, is wherever your audience is. And so, you know, if your audience isn't really searching for things on Google, then then maybe that means building up your Instagram and getting in front of your audience that way or, you know, more or less. Yeah. Wherever that audience could be. So you mentioned uh, the whole idea of posting or content or making sure that you're out there as much as possible. How does a business really start thinking about what type of content they should be posting, how often they should be posting? Uh, Because sometimes that can be a little, you know, that can be a little challenging (laughs) to try to post two, three, four, five times a day versus just having a post once a day. Like, how do I determine the number of times that I need to post a day? Or is it the more activity, uh, the greater the a result, you know, how do I determine? Yeah, yeah, great question. So definitely early on in Facebook, they wanted as much content coming out as possible, right? It was newer. Um, that just tends to make it more sticky for Facebook, right? Like if if there's lots of valuable content being seen now, now they're more focused on like quality and, you know, even more specifically video. And yeah, I mean, if you go through your Facebook feed right now or Instagram or whatever it might be, you're, you're probably seeing a lot more video organically. And so I think that's like a good way just to see what Facebook is favoring. Like what type of content are you seeing in your own feed? Um, and that's probably a good thing to start replicating, duplicating and, and doing in your own business. And so I would, I would, I would say it's better to post. Well, it's kind of a, kind of a, it's hard to uh, speak in extremes here, but I would say it's probably better to post one time a week if it's very like quality and engaging content versus every single day. Now I kind of have to say that tongue in cheek because the algorithm might work against you a little bit, but as soon as people are engaging with it, then that's where the algorithm will work in your favor. And so I think quality is the right way to go about it now. So, because I feel like there's a strategy there where you're posting once a week a good quality piece of content and then turning around and turning it, making that an ad each week. Yeah, I think that'd be a great way to do it. So, I mean, the cool thing is, is once you get people commenting on your content, if you turn that into an ad, you have a lot of that social engagement and a lot of that content. And so, 
you know, that just makes it look like you're, you're, you know, more respected and you know what you're talking about. And so I love that approach. I think I might be doing that approach and I love video (laughs) and I'm glad that you hit on video uh, because one of the things I have noticed is that even with some of my own clients, they noticed that video, especially when running ads has a much higher conversion than just a still picture. Why is that? You know, I think video is just, it's a lot more engaging and you can, you can put in a lot of info. So, you know, usually during a sales cycle, you're having to educate people on, you know, why they should be using your product or service. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're doing that through static images, you might have to show, you know, 30 different images or ads to do that, where you could show one video and get all the education in the world, right? In a, right. In a 30 second video. And so, you know, and, and to take it even a step further now, we're, we're seeing a lot more like, what what we call user generated content or you know content that's coming from customers um, or clients of them just recording a video using you know their iPhone a front facing camera that's not like this crazy high production yeah. content but it's like real and organic and authentic and it just becomes oh that person's just like me right and they're loving this product or this service or this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just, I think it just makes it a lot more relatable. And so that's why I think video is just performing so much better. Now, is there a, a particular format that you think the video should be in? If, especially if you're going to use it for ads, like, you know, intro, story, like, do you have a particular thing that you might teach clients or a, a format for video? You know, I, I think just create the video that would... If you if you were a potential customer or client that would that would be engaging to you and that would provide the right value to you. I think yeah, I think everyone thinks you need to like have this this crazy, you know, story and have everyone love like your journey where right. I, I don't think that's as important as really the experience and the value that your current customers are getting. I think that's just where, you know, we saw with one of our clients, we were kind of showing like the the happy rainbow, you know, use this product and, you know, it's great. It's beautiful shooting in Hawaii, you know, like flew out a whole camera crew to Hawaii to shoot this amazing video and we ran it and guess what? It improved results. And then we, we took, um, a customer who just more or less recorded a selfie video Mm. telling how much she loved the product. And it, it dropped our, um, cost per purchase from $3 down to 30 cents. And it costs no money to create that. It costs, I guess, a $50 gift card to the customer, yeah. you know? And so, and so I think, I think just start like simple and don't be afraid to shoot on an iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are the videos that are just relatable now. I think that's just the next wave of where we're going in marketing is just like real authentic content. Yeah. I've noticed that I have, um, I get quite a bit of engagement when I'm just using my gimbal walking in the neighborhood. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And just having a conversation with the people. So yeah, that's that's really good. Because everyone so, can relate to that, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone walks in their neighborhood or, you know, so it's just like, oh, this is relatable, you know? Relatable content, relatable content. Man, this has been good and our time has has come almost to a close, but I definitely want to, you know, give you an opportunity to share, you know, just maybe uh, some encouraging words or some insight for to that business that 
is really ready to take their digital marketing to the next level, you know, what are some words that you would share with them to, you know, keep it simple and take that next step? I think I think that's it. It's just what you said. I think it's very it's very easy to feel overwhelmed whenever you're doing anything new. Um, and I think the most important thing is just to get started and start experimenting and seeing what what works. So um, yeah, I, I think feel that anxiousness and then just get after it. And I just just don't think you need to have everything perfect um, when you're getting ready to launch. I think that's that's what a lot of businesses lack is just, or, or what they feel is just this need that it needs to be perfect before, before I do anything like, you know, creating a website, it doesn't need to be like perfect initially or creating your first Facebook ad or your first Facebook live and just going live. Like everyone feels like you need to be like super charismatic and perfect. Like, no, people just want to like, see who you are and be authentic. And guess what? The first time you do it, it's not going to be perfect. And it's probably not going to be to the standard you want it to be, but you'll get better and you'll continue to see how to improve. So I, I think that's that's usually what I just tell any new business um, or or person what what they need, you know, what they need to be doing and, and how to how to start. Yeah, that is a great advice because me always want <laughs> exactly right, you know, as perfect as possible. And I used to say, well, it's it's really just me wanting to do things in excellence, giving myself a reason and excuse to make it as perfect as possible. But that sometimes can just get in the way of you getting to the result that you want. Like the longer you take and creating and making something perfect, um, it's time taken away from you getting the data that you need to know what actually is working. So definitely good advice. Well, Sandra, I want to thank you for, you know, giving us some insight around digital marketing and, and helping businesses learn just a little bit more. You know, you can't, it's hard to learn all you can in a 30 minute interview, but it hopefully whets the appetite of individuals to get out there and to do a little bit more searching for themselves. I really, really enjoy your comment about um, how to rank on Google and some things that uh, we can do to do that. But let the listening audience know how they can find out more about you and where they can find you on digital. Yeah, so you can find me on any social network, um, Saunders Schrode, S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S-C-H-R-O-E-D. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever medium. If you have any any questions um, or want any second opinions on anything, feel free to reach out. My my DMs are always open, and I'm more than happy to help. This is what I love doing: is talking marketing and business, and and really helping you know people and brands grow. So that's that's really what is. Yeah, I feel like my personal mission or purpose is helping people and brands grow. I like that tagline. That's that's great. Well, Sandra, thanks again for, for joining me for the Maximizing Brand Podcast. And I'm looking forward to hearing the, the reviews from this particular episode. And I want to thank each of you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. I'm always overjoyed and always thankful and grateful for your support and for your listenership. If you haven't already, gone to iTunes, I will invite you to go to iTunes <coughs> well, and leave a rating and a review. That's never happened before, but it's live, right? And let us know how this episode went and give us some insight on some takeaways that you took from this particular 
podcast episode. If you've not rated the show, go and give us a, a five star on this interview and any of the other episodes that you listen to. I want to thank you again for joining me this week. You know, we're here each and every week on Wednesday, a brand new episode hits iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever one is your favorite podcast app. But until next week, just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care. Ooh.